Yeah. Oh, I did it. I ruined two marriage proposals because I was living in my shadows and not in the light. And one was real and one was a fantasy. And yeah, when you're in your shadows, you can ruin things that aren't even there. Hi, and welcome to the Stacey Embers podcast. I'm a recovered alcoholic and sex and love addict and codependent, and I spent most of my life self-abandoning. In this podcast, I will be giving you mindset guidance and sharing the tools I used as well as my personal stories to guide you to return back to yourself. Because if you are searching for yourself, you can just go ahead and call off the search party because you are already right there. Say no to self-abandonment and shout yes to clearing out anything that stands in the way of confidently moving in the direction of your true path and say yes to return back to yourself so you can live a life that completely lights you up. Did you hear that February 20th is the big day? The Wild Embers online course will be live. This is a step-by-step guide to building an intentional and authentic life that you are so proud to live. Go to stacyembers.com for more information and to sign up for the wait list. If we want to live a soul-led life and we want to live in pure joy and peace and live this life that delights us and, you know, really what that means in real terms is when you wake up every day, you are so conscious. You're choosing every action and you're so present and you're not letting life just kind of, you know, whirl you around because you are constantly checking in with yourself to see if what you're doing aligns with your insights. And you're in peace for most of the time because we're human and there's no way that we can just live in peace all the time. But that is really, you know, there are there are not huge, huge mountains and valleys and canyons there it's 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 a little more even right it feels like a little more even and manageable in order to do that I really believe that we have to practice the fundamentals if you're like me you get this like visceral reaction to the word fundamentals because you know we all go back to sports and you I don't want to do the dribbling drills I just want to you know shoot free throws and jump shots and all the fun things, right? I don't want to practice the fundamentals, but we have to. I mean, we re- it's there's no other way around it. The fundamental part that I'm going to focus on today is something that we're going to be focusing on heavily in the Wild Embers course that comes out next week. Here are what the fundamentals look like in my life. I have a relationship with something bigger than myself. I bring that into the center of myself and into my knowing place and into my soul and lead my life from there. Okay, great. What does that mean? Well, here's what it means. I have to practice, consciously practice creating a relationship with that place. Why do I want to spend time there? Well, that has all my answers. That has... That is my true essence of everything that I am that knows everything, that knows the path I need to be on, that knows what is right for me. It's right there. That means that when I get a nudge or when I get a calling or when my body reacts to something or when that that little thing inside of me is telling me something, then I have to listen. I also have to go in there regularly 
every single day and ask myself questions, ask what it needs, why it's reacting that way, why I'm in fear, why I'm in, why I'm in those shadows, because I can go frequently into my shadows, my judgment, my control, my, it's always fear and, you know, go out of the light and into the shadows. I have to ask myself, what do you need? What are you trying to say? What do I need to give myself? But that's where the work comes in because we have to do soul inquiries. We have to go in and ask ourselves these questions. We have to go in and spend time with that place inside of us to get really clear what we need. I have two stories that I'm going to share with you. And the first one is when I was living in my shadows of chaos and control, fear, judgment, and my life was completely unmanageable. And there was not even a knowing place to come back to, to check in with myself. I mean, it was absolutely selfish, self-centered, and definitely not living in the light. The second story is during a time where I am living in the light and even can go into my shadows while living an intentional soul-led life and what that looks like to return back to myself and listen to myself. Um, It's a dance. I really hope that you love these stories and I'm really looking forward to sharing them with you. This was back in 2006. Um, This is about a year before I got sober from alcohol. And my former husband and I were, had been dating several years at this time. And it was, in my mind, time to get engaged. And it was in August, and we went on a vacation to Key West. And we stopped in Key Largo on the way to stay the night. And when we got there, I got right to the liquor store and started drinking And I started getting really mouthy and I had a huge fear, resentment, and I was in in control, you know, I feel I was feeling out of control. So I felt like I needed to control and I started getting really mouthy because I was getting upset that he wasn't proposing. I just remember feeling so angry and so resentful and so scared I didn't know that I was scared at the time. I know now that I was scared, but it showed up in control and judgment. So I remember saying something like, we were in this hotel and it had this balcony and it overlooked this like beautiful port with these boats. And I remember being, remember it being really beautiful, but I couldn't take in all of the beauty because I was so cloaked in um, anger in like a darkness is how I can describe it. And I remember looking at him and saying, you're never going to propose to me. You're never going to propose to me, you know, with this really nasty attitude. And he, I was sitting on the balcony and he went and got the ring and just handed it to me and said, here. So actually, as I was thinking about this podcast, I had a conversation with him recently and asked him how it actually went. And he said that all of that was true, but he put the 
the ring box kind of over my head and put his arms around me and was like, will you marry me? But we both agreed that it was very much like a here. And what a sad, sad experience. You know, I was so excited. I proceeded to get really drunk that night and unfortunately spend the next day and a half in the bed with alcohol poisoning um, as we get to Key West and try to um, enjoy our engagement. But the reason I tell that story is I was not living in the light. And there was no knowing place to come to, to check in with myself, to do soul inquiries. That wasn't even a part of my life. There was no, what I call my knowing place, that grounding space that I check in with myself and I lead from. Obviously, I was in the throes of my alcoholism, but it was much more than that. There are so many different ways that I could have handled that situation And I could name just a few. (laughs) It's okay for me to be concerned or worried, you know, or wondering when these next milestones are going to happen. But I didn't communicate and I didn't say, you know, I'm getting really nervous. You know, what are you thinking about an engagement? Like, what are you thinking about a timeline? Is this something that you want to do? You know, that wasn't the first time that I was like, you know, I call it browbeating him. I mean, I would just browbeat him and be like, when is this going to happen? What are we going to do? And it wasn't in like a inquiry way um, from love. It was very pushy and controlling. Nobody deserves to be treated that way. The reason that that memory is so vivid is because I stole something from both of us that could have been really beautiful. I also think about that in terms of, I remember the feeling that I had and I remember the energy that I had and it was chaotic and buzzy and very tight and restrictive. And yeah, that's really the the way that I can describe it. I mean, it's like tight, tight, tight. So now we're in 2023. That was my former husband. So that marriage um, did end. And I am in a partnership right now with a wonderful man. And we've been together about a year and a half. Three months ago, we decided to start looking for rings and we picked something out. And it was such a beautiful, loving, pure experience. It was, it was really wonderful. And we picked out a ring and I was so excited and I just felt so good about it. And, you know, really trusting the universe and how this was supposed to work and really living from that place of light in that place of me that feels like flow, that feels like I'm holding it loosely, that feels like I can trust what is happening in my life because I'm making conscious decisions. I'm showing up really present. I know what's going on. I don't have to wonder what's going on. And it's really clear. It's really bright. It's not restricting. New Year's is about a month after we pick out this ring. And I know that we were going out of town 
together. And about a week or so ahead of time, we go get our nails done. And I, I look at him and I'm like, okay, should I do pink or should I do red? And he was like, uh, definitely pink. And I was like, he is definitely proposing. It is so on. He picked the engagement color. Like that is happening. So I text all my friends and I'm like, he's going to propose. Oh my God. And everybody's so excited. Okay. So then a few days later, uh, we find out that we can go to Lake Marie on snowmobiles. Now, Lake Marie is in Wyoming, and it is one of the most beautiful places. It has been earmarked my my favorite place. And I went there with my family a couple of years ago, and I have been talking about it with him the entire time that we've been together. I really want to go to Lake Marie with you. I really, I really want to go to Lake Marie with you. And so we found out that we have an opportunity to go there on snowmobiles. And he was so excited. Like he jumped up in the air and he was like, yes, this is going to be so awesome. And I was like, confirmed. I literally, I'm like, fist bump. He is proposing at Lake Marie, like without a doubt. I'm texting all my friends. I'm like, he's going to propose. And then I'm going, you know, no expectations. Do not try to control this. Do not get so like wrapped up in this. Like just be cool just be cool. We head up to um, Saratoga Hot Springs, which is just a, just a wonderful place that we go in Wyoming. So we get there. I, uh, I borrowed a bathing suit from my friend because I'm like, this, it's a really cute bathing suit and I am just like primed and ready. So we get there the first night and we go get in the hot springs and <laughs> I bring a gathering of candles with us because I am like, I need to like make sure that the mood is just right <laughs> for my own engagement. And so we're headed out to the hot springs and I go into the bathroom and I put on like full makeup. Like I'm talking like full like contour, red lipstick, the whole deal, curl my hair. So we, we head out to go to the hot springs and I like started gathering the candles. I'm like, we should take candles to the hot, you know, hot springs. And he's like, why? And I'm thinking, duh, uh, the engagement. I got to make sure that my mood is perfect for me, for my engagement. Okay. So now I'm starting to get into control here. I'm starting to like not be in flow, not be in the light. I'm starting to kind of like get into my shadows because I'm scared. I'm scared that it's not going to be exactly the way that I think it should be. So I'm trying to control. You know, he's like, uh, okay, let's take the candles. And so <laughs> so we go to the hot springs. And, it, you know, there's like a teepee over the hot springs. It's like a million degrees in there. My face is like melting off. And I'm like, you know, like trying to like be all cute and no proposal. So I'm like, all right. No, it's fine. It's great. It's totally fine not a big deal. We're going to Lake Marie tomorrow. Like this is going to happen. And I'm texting all my friends again. And they're like, they're going to be totally tomorrow. This is going to be so exciting. We head out to Lake Marie the next morning and it's like a three hour snowmobile trip to even get there. We're having a blast. My heart rate is like out of this world because I am so nervous with this engagement. Okay. Like I can't wait and, and it's freezing and I'm in pain because of my, I have an injury on my knee. So I'm just like trying to stay really present. And so, and we get to Lake Marie 
the, this place that I, I am, I am like so excited to see. And he just kind of starts like driving by and I just stop. And I'm like, why aren't we stopping? This is the place. And I just, I just wait there for him to come back. And he's like, what are you doing? I'm surprised I wasn't standing in a heart that I had drew myself in the snow. And I was like, um, nothing. (laughs) Why aren't you? I mean, I didn't say anything, but he was like, and I was like, it's really beautiful here. And he's like, yeah, it is. And we just sat there for a moment and then we just kept going. And I was like, oh, maybe he's got a different place picked out. Totally. (laughs) And it never happened. Long story short, it never happened that day. And I was like, well, it's definitely going to happen tonight at the hot springs. (laughs) You see what I'm doing here? We get back. I get the candles out again. He's like, why are you doing the candles? I'm like, what are you talking about? The engagement. And then... You know, it never happens. So here's an interesting thing that happens. When we get to the hot springs, we're exhausted. There's no magic. (laughs) We get to the hot springs um, our second night, and I look at him, and it's kind of quiet for a second, and I think maybe he's going to propose. And my insides say, do not ask me. And I got so scared. Like, why would it say that to me? So I check in with myself and I like him. I love him. I choose him. Nothing changed. So what's going on? It wasn't a no, but it wasn't a yes. And I was like, and I just saw the word children to my right. My, my higher self showed me the word children and it was to the right and it was in yellow. And I was like, you hush insides, you hush. You need to zip it up. You need to shut your mouth. You need to sit down. Don't ruin this for me. And, um, that was really frustrating. That was really scary. I checked in with myself for a moment and it said, you know, I did a soul inquiry and I went into that knowing space and it just said, don't ask me right now. I was mad and it wasn't a no. So when we got home, it took me some time to kind of like calm down from the fact that it didn't happen. And I was trying to hush this this sign that I got, this this message that I got from inside of me that I was had no interest in listening to. So I took a couple days and I shared this story with Adam. And at first he kind of like took back and then, you know, he listened. And I said, you know, I think there's some conversations to be had around the children. I was able to do a few soul inquiries and kind of ask myself, you know, what was that message for and why? And I got some really beautiful responses. You know, I wanted to talk to the children beforehand, not necessarily get their permission or anything, but just to have them be a part of it in some way, like life wasn't happening to them, but more with them. As I spent more time with myself, I 
I really saw that, you know, when you tell your children that you are separating and that mom and dad are no longer living together and then you're getting a divorce and it feels like life is happening to them. And I just didn't want to be like, surprise, we're engaged. That didn't feel good to my insides. It didn't feel safe and it didn't feel good. And so we talked about it and I felt immense, wonderful, great relief. I've shared with you two stories, two ways of living that are very different from each other. One way was not having a relationship with a higher power that was true and not listening to my soul, not even having a connection with that soul and that knowing place. I only lived from my shadows, which was fear and control and judgment and selfishness. There was no grounded action. There was no conscious communication. There was no living in the light. And then today, which is a very far cry from how I used to live my life, Today, I have an intention of living with my higher power and in my knowing space and leading my life from there. When I don't spend time with my soul, then I get farther and farther away from my authenticity and I'm not able to listen to those nudges and those callings. And even when I get one, I'm just not interested in it because I want what I want and I want it now. And unless I listen to those callings, it will get louder and it will get louder and it will get more uncomfortable for me. And I know that I have to just go in there and listen to it and take action. And that action for me was to have that conversation with him. This is a dance and I love to overcomplicate it. I'm willing to do the hard things. I am no longer choosing to live with my life in chaos or unmanageable or in a way that doesn't feel in flow. I lived there for a really long time and it was exhausting and I was just a shell of myself. And so today it's a choice. It is a practice and it is a willingness. And I am willing today to, to see when I'm controlling and I'm trying to bring candles to my own fake fantasy engagement that I have in my head that like he can't handle whatever uh, he has prepared. So I have to like get involved. What? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, ha- that happened. So instead, when we got home and we started talking, I did have conversations about expectations on time and what he was thinking and what he's comfortable with and kind of what I'm thinking and It's clear communication. Now I don't have resentments. I don't have fear. I don't have to worry. And I don't have to hold it close. I don't have to cling on to it. Today I am awake. And because I listen to my soul and I do soul inquiries and I practice an intentional relationship with myself, then I am clean. And Lord knows, who knows whenever he will propose I am clean. I am in the light. I have done the work and I am aligned with my insides. And that is my definition of living an authentic life. Thank you so much for listening and allowing me to share these stories of my life with you. It is an honor 
It is an absolute honor to be a fellow traveler with you in this life. And I hope that there's a piece of that that you can take with you and share with others and, and hopefully, you know, brighten up your life. So if you have any friends or family that you think this would benefit, please share it with them and also subscribe on Apple podcast and Spotify. And we're each week when new podcasts come out, you'll be notified immediately. So thank you for walking with me and I'm proud to walk with you.